Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everybody. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and I have my sister Vera with me, who's making faces at me right now. She's trying What's to trip me up. Up. <laughs> I'm just trying to have a good time here. Yeah, we always have such a good time. Um, it is. It's always delightful, which is one of the words in our verse. This so verse. I should. Can I, I read it? Tell you what it is. Yeah. Let me, let me read, read it. it. Okay. It's 1 Thessalonians 2, 8b, and it says, Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And I'm pretty certain that I have, I've never heard this verse before. Because when I sat down, after we kind of selected our verses, I came back to this, I was like, have I ever heard that verse before? Has anybody ever quoted yeah. it to me? Have I ever heard it preached? Because that is a gnarly verse, and I love it. And let me just say I'm excited to be focusing on it for the month of May. And let me also say that just because it's 1 Thessalonians 2, 8b does not mean that it's like a B-level verse, like a B-movie. It's, <laughs> it's an A-level verse. It just is the second half. That's how you say that that's the second half of the verse. Um, but yeah, I love the concepts in this verse, this idea that because we loved you so much, we not only wanted to share the gospel of God with you, but our lives. Like just that that meeting together, that coming together of this best news ever and living our lives together. I just, I love this. It's well, so good. I love the ex- how extreme it is too. Um, mm-hmm. When my when I ask my kids, how much does mommy love you? Um, my two-year-old always says two because that's the only thing he knows, like that's the only quantity he knows because <laughs> he's two. But I always say, no, mommy loves you so much. And so my five-year-old always says so much. And so I love that this verse says, because we loved you so much. Like, that's how I read it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it says, we were delighted to share with you the gospel and our lives. And I love that, delighted. Like, that to me, this verse is is like using extreme languages, language of love. Like, I love you so much, and I'm delighted. Um, And that is really cool to me. That is really cool. Have you ever thought that maybe your two-year-old is answering too because he's saying you love him too much? That's possible. I do love him too much. I I I do love him too much. It's I true. Know. I don't know. I, I have that tendency myself. It's it's fine. It's part of being a mother. And then there are times when I'm like, I don't love you enough right now. I need to, I need to dig deep and find more love. <laughs> maybe find uh, more like. You always love them, but sometimes liking yeah. them can be tough. This is good. This is a good word. Yes. Um, so anyway, V, I, okay, so this, this verse, first off, it reminds me of what the gospel is, that, that Jesus loved us so much that he was delighted not only to share the good news, like he could have sent a messenger. He could have, mm-hmm. he could have done lots of other things in order to save us because he's the God of everything and he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But he didn't share just the message, like here's how you get saved, three-step plan. He shared his life with us. Um, and I just think that that is 
so much more profound. You know that when you know somebody loves you and and they love you enough to share their life with you, mm-hmm. doesn't that just add so much more weight to what it is that they share with you? Like what, what it is they say to you, encouragements they give you, um, you know, things that they say about you or or even, you know, hey, I see this in your life and, and I'm worried about you. Maybe this is something you need to think about changing, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot there for us when we listen to somebody who who loves us and who lives life with us. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I mean, I feel like, you know, we have the, a core group of people that we kind of do life with as a family and we share meals together and we, you know, have an Easter celebration together and we help each other with each other's kids when we're, you know, in a bind and that kind of thing. And there's a richness to doing life with other people. You have to be yeah. vulnerable, which is risky, but the reward is always so grand. Hmm. Yeah, I, I do think that that word um, vulnerable is really key. And I think that's a lot of times what keeps us from sharing our life with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget, I had a woman when I was, when Jason, my husband and I were first going into ministry and she had been in ministry for a while and um, she and her husband had, had gotten burned. So she was speaking out of pain, um, but she said, you know, you need to have friends as a pastoral couple who are not in the church who you can really be your true self with. Hmm. And I remember like having almost a visceral response to that, like, no, 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 (laughs) you know? And, and our goal has been in ministry, even if it's hard, even if people, you know, burn you at times, it's worth being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's worth sharing your life, being your real self with people in ministry and in life and in in all walks of of where you are. Like this is what God has for us. We were created to be in community with one another. And as hard as it can be, that's where the joy is, Mm -hmm. is, is when we are not only, you know, sharing the gospel with at an arm's length, but when that gospel is penetrating through and into those relationships and making them beautiful and vibrant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true for you, but I experience that vulnerability with people on like kind of a sliding scale. But mm, yeah, um, like almost from vulnerability to transparency. So like there's a select few that I'm transparent with mm-hmm. where like it, man, you know my, you know my 100%. You, you can, I can tell you, call you and tell you anything. Um, but I, I also at the same time can be vulnerable with a new neighbor, just, just Mm. opening our home. Like vulnerability doesn't mean I tell all my greatest things to all the people that's, that's, that's saved for the, the few that I really am walking um, in, in life with, but I get to be vulnerable and share the gospel of God and share my life with, I should be able to do that with somebody right after meeting them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that's true that there should be, you know, as believers, it's not just, there is like a scale where, you know, all people, hopefully when they see our lives lived out, they say, 
oh, that's that's truly who that person is, mm-hmm. right? That they are mm-hmm. honest in their dealings. They are the same behind closed doors as they are out on their front porch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are levels, like you said, of depth that you can have. You know, you can be honest with everybody, mm-hmm. but you maybe don't tell everybody all of the honest things that are going totally. on in your life. Because then, I mean, like, I don't know, that seems like... A, a weird amount of exposure. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Well, so one of the things that this verse makes me th- think about is um, how we have different seasons in our life and what does it look like in certain seasons to share our life with somebody in an impactful way? Because mm. I think I think sometimes, you know, there you think about your life and you're like, I'm just so overwhelmed and I have this and this and that. And how am I ever going to share life with anybody in an intentional way? But I think no matter what season of life you're in, you can always do that. So what what would you say, Vera, are some ways that that can look or has looked in your own life? Totally. Um, I think I, I stole this from a Jenny Allen podcast or something, but it, I because I was in a season of like, I literally don't have space for anybody she was like, uh, you always do. Like, she's like, if there's somebody in the church who wants me to disciple them, I'm like, hey, I'm running errands on Saturday from 1 to 2.30 if you want to hop in and go to Target with me and go to the grocery store and drop the kids at this thing. Like, we can find time to talk in there. Um, and so, you know, it used to be that uh, having a close friendship and a relationship that was vulnerable meant a two-hour coffee date. I don't, I don't, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's like. a two-hour playground date. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. Um, so a lot of the time, like, I'll give you a, for instance, um, I have a really close friendship with our babysitter who we've been, you know, walking through her, um, her devotional and kind of talking through that. Well, that for us right now, she babysits and then she hangs out for another hour and we work out together. And then mm-hmm. she shares a meal with us on Wednesdays. Uh, that's awesome. And that's that's our rhythm, you know. It's like I, I have space for this during this time. Do you want to just stay and eat dinner and work out with me? And it's always a yes. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's making the ask that's a little bit more, you know, it's not as fancy, <laughs> um, but it's equally as intentional and yeah. it's equally as fruitful and so for me right now, it's it's inviting people into kind of my less than perfect schedule. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. I think that's brilliant. I, I'm at a place right now where um, I have kids who are running track. And I found myself thinking about one particular mom that I knew a while ago and I haven't seen in a while because we moved away. And I'm like, man, I found myself just praying like, God, would you give me an opportunity to like connect with her. So the the next time I went to a track meet, I just sat by her. You know, like it's pretty simple mm-hmm. actually um, to share life with people and yeah. to be intentional about it and to like just pray like, hey, God, would you give me an opportunity in this season where I'm, you know, studying all the time and I'm trying to get this degree or where I'm working crazy hours because I need to pay off my loans or where I'm having little kids or, you know, whatever it may be we can make time to share our life with people. We mm-hmm. should make time to share mm-hmm. our life with people because I, I feel like that is where the real impact of the gospel is. It's it's when we are 
we are in relationship with people, that that these these words really matter. Yep, totally. We started doing, and this is my husband's idea. He's like, we're already ordering pizza on Friday. Why don't we just order an extra pizza and invite somebody every Friday? And that's been super fun. It was like a, you know, off the cuff thing. He said one Friday morning, let's invite somebody over. And then it was a huge Mm. success. We had a total blast. And so he's like, this is our new thing. We're just going to invite people on Friday nights. And he's right. It's like, well, you're nobody's making dinner anyway we're just gonna order an extra pizza <laughs> and even if right. we are making dinner it's like like you said i think last month about like you know you're already feeding mm. seven people what's two more let's go yeah yeah i there was a post i wrote last month and and it was about how it started off talking about how our mom was just instrumental in showing us how to invite people in like she was the lady who always had extra room at the table extra Mm -hmm. food pouring more water in the pot of soup whatever bringing out the extra loaf of bread and just making all the peanut butter jelly sandwiches it was never fancy but it was always fun you know Mm -hmm. like she created i think sometimes we think when we host people our house needs to be perfect our bathrooms all have to be cleaned our you know we've got to have the right this and that and it's like dude just order pizza break out the paper plates and if it's messy I'm I'm I don't go to other people's houses and like judge <laughs> judge no. the cleanliness. And I hope that there that people don't do that with me because there's a lot to judge here. <laughs> don't, don't you have a friend and I think I might have said this before, but don't you have a friend who said that her house is a testament or what does she say? She's oh ministering yes, to other people. <laughs> my, my friend Amy, she was a, a neighbor of ours. She lived like five houses down from us and she was like, You realize now that you live this close that you're going to experience my true ministry, my, my real calling. And I was like, what is that? And she was like, you know, just leaving my laundry out for others so that they can feel ministered to by my mess so that they don't feel so messy themselves. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes, I love that. Uh, my ministry is being late to church, especially as the pastor's wife. I'm like, hey, if I'm late to church, then y'all are going to be all right. <laughs> Dude, that, there's a lot of, I know that's a joke, but there's so much truth to that. You know, when you feel like when you go to a house and it's comfy and there's stuff out, you're like, oh, it's like you relax your shoulders a little bit. Like my house looks like this too. Yeah. And you also don't feel so weird about like, do I need to take my shoes off (laughs) or what is the culture here? I feel like I need to clean something up. Whatever Uh I touch, I need to wipe it off Uh when I'm done. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Awesome. Well, Vera, I would love to chat more, um, but you know what? We are about out of time here. I just, I would just encourage our listeners, um, and this is something that I said right before Easter, who are you inviting in? And, And this is sort of like that, who are you inviting in? Like, this is the next step. Who are you living life with? Mm-hmm. So if you haven't invited somebody in that that you feel pressing in on your heart, like, oh, man, I really should invite that person to coffee or to go to Target with, like, I will always go to Target with you. Whoever you are out there, if you want to invite me to Target, I'm coming with you. Um, but not just who are you inviting in, but who are you sharing your life with? Um, and that is just, it's such a ripe place for us as believers to be able to share the beauty of who our God is, because mm. he is the one who gives us the life that we have. And when we share that life with other people, it is naturally just so attractive and wonderful. So that's our challenge this month. Who are you going to share your life with? 
Um, I hope you memorize this this verse with us and, you know, just go over and read the blogs, watch the, you know, listen to the podcasts, all the episodes. We already recorded them and they are fantastic. Um, the person that we have on her name is Melissa Kruger. She wrote the book about mentoring. So she's, she has some really wise things to say. So keep listening all month long. And we're just glad that you're here with us. And thanks for being with me here today, Vera. I love being here. We love we love you guys. And we're, we're thankful that we can kind of virtually um, share our lives with you. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.